we will not be before you long on tonight. We're just going to talk a little bit about church wars. And we're going to talk about church wars on tonight. And we just thank God for those that are on and those that have stayed on and those that have already gone off. But we're not going to be before you long. And it's a saying that Rodney King said so many years ago. And he said, can we all just get along? And people thought they took it and they ran with it. But if they knew the significance that was behind what he said, they would not take it so lightly because the world is now against itself. It's dog eat dog world. It is people now that don't care about nobody else but themselves. And this is what God is trying to get us out of that selfish mode and that selfish act. So we're going to just obey the spirit of God. And like we said, we're not going to be before you long. I welcome you guys on tonight like I said once again we're dealing with church wars and the side step is can we all just get along amen we're going to start off with the word we're going to come out of the book of Psalms 133 and we know this is a great passage that everybody knows and no one and everybody you know have said it at one time or another but I ask you guys to forgive my voice if it sounds a little raspy we have been doing a lot of warfare and a lot of praying this entire past weekend and this coming week. So we just thank God for those that are on Psalms 133. And we're going to read, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirt of his garments. And the dew of Harmon, as and as the dew descended upon the mountain of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life evermore. Amen. Now that's a, that's something we always say. We always use the scripture. You know, um, it's good and pleasing for us to dwell together in unity. But the key question tonight is, do we know how to dwell together in unity? Ah, there you go. Do we know how to dwell together in unity? We do things and we say we're together, but how many know that old little saying we say, I may be sitting down, but I'm standing up on the inside. Anything that will come against what would seem like the people ought to come together. When we have situations, circumstances that's going on, we always say, we with you. We got your back. We with you. And then when the time comes, you don't see them, but you hear them. How many know we got more mouths than action in this season? We got a lot of people that do a lot of lip service, but has no action behind it. Thank you, Holy Ghost. We got a lot of people that say they want things in the kingdom of God, but they don't want to put in the work. What, what is it? Hello, Bush. God, thank you. What is it that Kevin Hart said? Everybody want to be famous, but don't nobody want to put the work in. This is what we got to deal with in this season. Everybody want to be a superstar in ministry. You want to be on TV. <clears throat> you want to be, <coughs> excuse me, you want to be on boards. You want to be everywhere. Your picture splashed everywhere. But you do not want to do nothing to edify the body of Christ or the kingdom of God. You want to come in the presence. <clears throat> you want to be in unity. But you don't want to unify with nobody. Come on now. <clears throat> Excuse me. The devil is a lie. <laughs> My God. My God. <clears throat> My God, the devil is a lie. How many know in this time and in this season 
the enemy is wreaking havoc on the country, on the people, <coughs> in the churches. And we go and buy haphazardly like nothing's ever taking place, like nothing is happening, like nothing is going on, like everything is everything. There is no issues. How many of us are looking blindsided? <coughs> How many of us are truly walking in unity? Not, not with the people, but how many are truly walking in unity with God? How many people are truly walking in the things God has called us to walk in in this season? How many can look in the mirror and say, I'm doing what God said, told me to do. But you can't walk with your brethren. You can't walk hand in hand with your brethren. You can't decree and declare with your brethren. But when it's all said and done, you got something to say. I know some people know people like this. You talk about it bad. You talk about it when they're doing it. But when it's over, you got something to say. Well, if it was me, I would do this. Or if it was me, I'd do that. All you need to do is sit down and shut up and learn. Because the spirit of the living God is not going to go with your haphazard, lukewarm, form of unity and love. My God. Like I said, I'm not going to be before you long and I already see God has already switched it on me. We're going to go to the book of Matthew in the 10th chapter. God is tired of the lip service. God is tired of the people saying what they will do. Just like he said, you, you, you honor me with your mouth you honor me with your lips. You honor me with service, but your hearts are far from me. And if you're not with the people of God, you're not with God. He said it's pleasing to him for us to dwell together in unity. It pleases him. So look at yourselves on tonight. Are you pleasing God by walking with your brethren? Are you? Can you truly say you love your brethren? Or can you truly say... What's really in your heart? <laughs> Can you really say what you really want to do with your brethren? <laughs> Can you really say what you're doing is edifying the body of Christ? Ah, my God, my God, my God. We're going to go to the book of Matthew. We're going to go to that 10th chapter. And we're going to start reading at the 34th verse. Like I said again, please excuse my voice. It's somewhat raspy, but God's still going to get the glory out of it. Amen. Matthew 10, starting at the 31st, 4th verse. Think not that I have come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man at variance against his father, and the daughter against her mother, and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and the man's foe shall be they of his own Household. I'm going to read that scripture again for somebody. And the man's foe shall be they of his own household. In other words, you ain't got to leave your house for an enemy to attack you. The enemy is right in the house with you. You sleeping with the enemy. You're eating with the enemy. You are boarding with the enemy. 37th verse. And he that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me, ah, yeah, is not worthy of me. Mm, thank you, God. And he that taketh not his cross 
and follow after me is not worthy of me. He that findeth his life shall lose it. And he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. Now, let's let's get back down to the 36th verse. And the, it's going back, and we're talking about the variances. And what people understand, that word variance, it means division. It's another word of division. And see, a lot of times, we think we have to be in, in our job, or we have to be outside of our home, or we have to be at school, or at the office, or at the hospital, or wherever we work, or wherever we have to do business at. But when we come to realize the truth be told, the, the, the enemy within, ah, Sometimes we don't even have to go outside the house because the enemy is already in the house. And if you look at it real close, the way it's saying, the enemy is within us. The enemy is within ourselves. Sometimes we got things going on in our hearts and minds that we don't think people may know. People may not know. But God said he see all things. He behold the evil and the good. Even your stinking thoughts. As the man of God said, your filthy five, your nasty nines, and your dirty dozens. God see them. You making trick and perpetrate the people. And you can't do that to a lot of them. But you definitely cannot fool God. He said that he knows the rings of your heart. He also said that he is the author and the finisher of our faith. So if he's the author, don't you think he know what's written in your heart? Come on now. Don't you think he knows what's in the intents of your mind? He said, let our mind be like Christ. Can we truly say we walk and operate in the mind of Christ? Or can we say that there is an inipty in our minds and our hearts? And a nifty is anything that goes against the word of God, that goes against God's law, that goes against what he has taught us in his word and through his son. But see, we don't want to really let some things go because in order to let some things go, ha, you have to admit to some things. Come on now. I, I, I chatted with a man of God earlier on today. And like I said to him, the, the freest thing ever came into my life is when I allowed God to clean me up. When I allowed God to, to purge me. When I allowed God to, to take everything that I thought I'd gotten rid of and to get rid of it. Because I want to be used by the master. And sometimes we may think we got it all out. But how many know sometimes they can be residue? It's just like when you wash your windshields. Sometimes you think it's clean. But if you look at it a little bit closer, you'll see a film over it. Ha <laughs> ha! That's residue. And sometimes we have to make sure that even the residue is gone off us. Because if the residue is not gone, guess what? It's going to begin to fester and grow. It's just like mold. Mold only starts with one bit of impurity and heat. Ha <laughs> ha! One bit of purity and heat. And the mold begin to grow. It begin to spread. And even though we know some of the doctors in the medical field, they took that mold and made penicillin. But that same mold can kill you too. Come on now. A lot of times we got to know what's in us in order for us to walk this walk. And sometimes the worst thing that people can do is to deal with themselves. My God, can we all just get along? Let me say it like this. Can you get along with yourself? Can you get along with yourself? You, nobody else, just you, you in the mirror, just you in the house. Can you get along with you? Or can you say, do you even like you? 
See, people think that's crazy, but that's honestly the truth. If you can't get along with yourself, how are you going to get along with anybody else? Come on now. This thing is tight, but it's right. We have to see. Can we get along with anybody? We have to stop judging people. Because somebody may not have what we have. They may not have the best house to live in, the best clothes to wear, the best vehicle. But God is pure on their hearts. They do whatever God needs them to do. See, it's almost like the rich young ruler. He said he grew up. He was grown up. They matured him to know God. He prayed. He did all this stuff. But then when Jesus saw him, he said, sell everything you got and follow me. That's the test about can we all just get along? Can you get along enough to let go of something that is very valuable to you? Can you truly say, I give it all to God and I can let go everything that I consider good? Because see, sometimes we get excited, not about the word of God, not about the anointing of God, but about the stuff we got. Come on now. We can get excited about our vehicles, our jobs, our homes. But if all that get taken away, hey, if it all get taken away, can you still yet worship God in the beauty of holiness? Can you still lift your eyes toward heaven and say, for God I live and for God I die? Can you look toward the hills from which cometh your help, even if you don't have nothing? Can we all just get along? Can we get along with nothing? Or do we have to have something just to get along with the next person? <laughs> Glory be to God. Can we get along with ourselves? Can we be truthful with ourselves? Can we say, I got issues? Can we say, I got problems I need to deal with? Can we say, looking at the man in the mirror, that I got issues on top of issues, time issues, divided by issues. I need some help. Or do we go on about our daily routine, faking and shaking all day long? We going with this false facade, like we got it going on. That we God's first cousin. That we know everything we need to know according to the word of God. According to the will of the Father. And if we had to depend on that person, could you? <laughs> if you knew a person that had a prayer life, but you didn't want to deal with them because they don't have what you have. But they got a prayer life with God. They can get a prayer through. They can lay hands on the sick and they can recover. But would you call the person that ain't got an inkling of anointing, but you got diamonds and jewels on every finger. You got enough jewelry to operate a to suit up five pimps. But you want that person to pray for you that don't have an ounce of anointing instead of dealing with the person that got a real relationship from the rising of the sun to the going down of the sun that can get a prayer across, that can pray fervently and God hear them. Or do you want a breath and britches? Do you just want somebody that look good, act good, but you know they don't have enough anointing in them to raise an ant to life? Come on. 
because we working in a serious season. We are dealing with some serious things in the earth realm. And we got to know that we know that we know that we operate fully in the anointing of God. The faking and shaking is over and done with. You got kids that are seven and eight years old that know you faking. You got kids that have powerful anointings on their life. But you don't look at them. You look at them like they're nothing. Why? Because they wear Timberlands. They wear saggy pants. They got tats. They got earrings on there. God ain't going for the religious look anymore. God is looking for the Jehus in this season. God is looking for some thumpers in this season. Somebody that ain't afraid of the devil. Somebody that ain't scared to go up to a pastor or to a preacher or whatever and say, Bruh, you wrong. Bruh, you doing wrong. Bruh, you living wrong. God says time out for this patent folks on the back. It's all or nothing in this season. We got people crying, dying, going into the judgment. And we can't even go and visit them. We can't even go and pray for them. We can't even call them on the phone and say, hey, I was just thinking about you. You okay? Is it anything you need? That's dwelling together in unity. When you know your brethren is going through some things and you're not charging it against them, but you're trying to help them through it. That's dwelling together in unity. We ain't got to wait for something to happen for everybody to come together and start, oh, Lord, 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 Lord. It's time out for all that. It's time out for that. It's time out for all this stuff. God said he needs soldiers in this season. He need real watchmen on the wall. Nehemiah was a watchman and he said he wasn't coming down because he was doing a good work for God. But let me tell you something. When Nehemiah did come down, Nehemiah was ready to thump. Nehemiah came off the wall with weapons. How many of you can say that when you get off the wall, you got weapons of mass destruction? How many of you can say that you got weapons to knock the devil out? How many of you say that you come down with weapons to cast out devils? Ah, yellow boshata. How many of you can say that you ready to do what needs to be done in this season? To dwell together in unity. What's the song by the Mississippi Mass Children's Choir? If my brother in trouble, so am I. Can anybody say that on this evening? If my brother's in trouble, so am I. See, we don't lost the love for one another. We've lost the compassion for one another. It's all about you now. Well, boo-boo, you can have you. Because I need somebody that can get a prayer through. I need somebody that can, can call on God. That can call down fire from heaven. I don't need your cute self. Because your cute self going to get us all messed up. I need somebody that got some scars on their knees. As Apostle Elizabeth said, I need somebody that travels on their knees. I don't need cute prayer. I need effective prayer. I don't need a cute anointing. I need the anointing of God. I don't need a cute little hook of Messiah. I need somebody that can pray to the point where the atmosphere shifts and changes. That's what we need in this season. We don't need Ken and Barbie dolls in this season. We don't need it. 
We need some folks that's real when it comes to God and not just to sit in the pulpit looking cute or sitting in the podium looking cute with your $200 shoes, your $300 dress, and your $150 hat and full of the devil. It's time out for this. And we have nobody to blame but ourselves. We allowed it. We didn't correct it. We allowed it. We saw it and did nothing but talk about it. Instead of going to that person and say, can I pray with you? I see you got some things going on. I just want to come in agreement with you that whatever's going on, I pray that God fix it. No, you rather go to Cheddar's, get together and gossip about a girl that you see what she would do. Did you see her? She thought she had something going on. Her messed up self. God don't need that. God don't need us faking and shaking. It's time for us to be waking. It's time for us to be awake. It's a time for us to get this thing right. It's time for us. We got people dying going into the judgment. And we still fronting like we doing something. We still got that facade, that mask, like we holier than thou. But we may be hoish than thou. Yeah, I said it. We got to do things according to what God wants us to do. We losing the fight. And we ain't losing it because we're not out there. We losing it because we don't even want to get in the ring. We rather push somebody else out there and we watch. And then as they fail, we laugh. But then when your time come to get in the ring, when your time come when you lose everything, when your time come, when your body is racked with pain, when your time come, when you lose your job, when your time come, what are you going to do? Are you going to talk about that person then? Or are you going to be on the phone trying to call? When your time come, are you going to be able to pray for yourself? Physician, are you going to be able to lay hands on yourself? Or you going to call that person that you laughed at all year long? <laughs> Are you going to do that? Yeah. You going to call that person. That person you done made fun of all year. And she got on the same dress. She may all have on the same dress. She may have on the same suit. She may have on the same shoe. But I tell you what. She got an anointing that superpassed anything you got on. It's time for us to start looking at the interior of a man than the exterior. Because a devil can dress. A devil can buy Armani. A devil can get a BMW. A devil can get a two-story Victorian home. But it's that person that's staying by themselves and got kids. That person that's just making it as they can. That person that is willing to help anybody with, with the little bit they got. But you laugh at them. But they the ones that God is saying, that's my beloved son. That's my beloved daughter. That's my prayer warrior. That's my intercessor. So what, what is God saying about you on tonight? What is he saying concerning you? Michael Jackson said, I'm looking at the man in the mirror. He's asking that he want to change his ways. Do you want to change your ways? Do you want to change that mentality you got? Do you want to get rid of those interior issues you got? We got folks. That is in the pulpit, spitting and spewing venom. I shared with, uh, with my son about 
the strike, the zebra striped cobra, and what the two things it represented. Number one, it represented the, the, the ancient spirit of Leviathan coming back on the land. And the second thing, this particular snake is aggressive. And it can do two things to kill you. It can spit it on you or it can bite you. This snake is so venomous, it can kill a full bull elephant with one bite. But this is the venom that is going across the pulpit. These are the preachers, the evangelists that are hurting and not healed and spewing venom, spewing infection. Can we all just get along? Can we pray for these people that you know they hurting? But instead of praying for them, you, you get in your house by yourself with your selfish self and you laugh at them. And then when push come to shove, then that same person you laughing at, you're going to try to call them. Because you know that person can get a prayer of them. You know that person walk with the anointing and the power of the Holy Ghost. But you make fun of that person. Can we all just get along? This is the church wars we talking about. This is the church wars we talking about. We talking about the church of God in Christ against the church of Christ. We talking against full gospel Baptists against first missionary Baptists. <laughs> we talking about the, the Catholic against the Methodist. Come on now. These are the church wars that's happening in the earth and nothing is changing. Because we all trying to outdo one another. Instead of trying to come together in the unity of the faith and tearing down some strongholds in the city and in ourselves. Can we all just get along? Can we all come together in the unity of the faith? Can we all come together and pray for the country, for the city, for the schools? Can we all come together? You know, don't both see out there. Can we come together? Or do you want to come together with your chosen few to make fun of people, to mock people, to embarrass people? I know what it feel like to not to have things, but you got a heart for God and you got people that's mocking you, laughing at you, making jokes at you. And I'm here and I can truly say beyond a shadow of a doubt, them same people. That mocked me all those years ago. Are now these same people that's calling me and praying. Asking me to pray for them. Asking me to help them. Asking me to do things. I don't turn them down. I do not turn them down. But I guarantee you. It hurt them worse. To ask me for help. Than it did. For them to mock me all those years ago. See that's what God needs. God needs pure hearts. Pure soldiers. It don't matter what a person did to you over the years. It don't matter what a person has said and done to your family over the years. Do you have enough Hasid Agape in your heart to go and pray for your enemy? And you know they're an enemy. You know what a person has done to you, has said to you, has put out about you. Can you still go to that person and pray fervently for them? Because I promise you, God's testing his supposed soldiers. God told me years ago that he would never put a wounded soldier on the front line. Why? Because that soldier will get you killed. 
This is what's going on in the world. People don't take it serious. We are supposed to be the original homeland security. But we are not doing our jobs. There is so many things in the land. And because we slept instead of being awakened, things are come on the land. We can't blame Susie, Lucy, and nobody else. We have to look at the man in the mirror. Because we all got a charge from God. We all got a job to do in the kingdom. There are no big eyes and little U's. That's why to say united we stand. Divided we fall. We have not even stood together yet. We still, we still got a Judas in the bunch. We still got an indoor in the bunch. We still got a Jezebel in the bunch. We still got an Ahab in the bunch. And we'll never be able to function as the unit that God has called us until we get those things out. Can we all just get along? Can we all just get along? Like I said, I was not going to be before you guys long because I respect the time that the people have and that the kids have going back to school, getting back in their routine. Can we all just get along? Can we all just get along? We will not get along until we get the true Hasid agape of God in our hearts. Until we get God for real in our hearts. All we're going to be is sounding brass and tinkering cymbals. Can we all just get along. I know Rodney King said that so many years ago. But it is so effective to this very day. Because he said, God said in his word, it's good and it's pleasing for him, for us to dwell together in unity. And, and, and if you can catch it, when the oil ran down Eric's beard, down to the skirt, that's why prayer is so vital. Because the oil... Oh, my God, the oil and the word is at the skirt. It's at the bottom of the hem of the garment. That's where the oil and the word is. So instead of looking at the hand, how about looking at the feet? Because that's where the Hayokosata, that's where the oil is. That's where the word is. Just like the woman with the issue of blood. All she ever said, she didn't know she said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment. Because she knew that's where the word and the oil was. She risked her life to live. Hey, glory to God. She risked her life to live. We know there are variances set in the world. But we don't have to fall for them. We can work on them. We can deal with it. It don't have to be mother against daughter, father against son, mother-in-law against daughter-in-law. It don't have to be like that. But Jesus said he did not come. To bring peace but a sword. Now. Are you ready. To do what need to be done in the earth. The word says that the earth is the Lord's. And the fullness thereof. And they that dwell therein. But if we dwell together in unity. Do you know how much stuff that we can. Cut off from the kingdom of darkness. Do you know how much. Can happen in this world. If we simply. Agree. 
You got people that don't even know good, know God that well in foreign countries is ready to die. Ready to give up their life for God. And if we be truthful, we don't want a paper cut. Hey, double sin. You don't want to give up nothing to gain everything. That's why the rich your ruler is so vital. Because he didn't want to give up nothing. And the Bible said that he walked away sorrowful. He knew he messed up. So, yeah, I was raised, I've been raised in this since I was a youth. I was raised in this way. I was taught to pray. I was taught the word. And Jesus said, okay, get rid of everything. Come on, follow me. Not even realizing that what he got away, what he would have given away, he would have got more than enough. Ask Job. He'd have gave him double for his trouble and triple for his trial. But see, a lot of us don't even want to take that chance. And we're missing out on such great and mighty things that God has for us. Can we all just get along? I'm done on the night. I'm not going to go any further. If you guys have your phones muted, unmute them. I need to hear some comments. I need to hear some criticisms. I need to hear something. I need you guys to, to come with me with this. Come talk with me. Deal with what's going on. I need to hear your input. Uh, Prophet Richard, if you on here, I need you to unmute and I need you to say whatever God's got you to say. Amen. First of all, that word was a very on-time needed word because we always want to thank God, but we never want to tie together. And the simple fact is that if we would charge ourselves to the same cost that we charge somebody else with, mm. Come on. Too many times we we look and point the finger and we point out other people's sins, but then we have sin ourselves. <laughs> and God's not pleased. And so why do we mock God by saying, Oh, hey, like, you know, look at this person, look at that, but then God God saying, Hey, look at you. <laughs> why are you so concerned about what they doing, what they got going on, but you can't even sit there and do what I've asked.
about for years and you've been in if you've been in the the, the ministry for years, but you haven't obeyed the first thing God has told you. Mm. It doesn't matter. Your years in, in God has nothing to do with your obedience. Because you can be, be in God, you can be in ministry, but if you're if you're in complete disorder, God will remove you and replace you and put somebody else that is in order. And so we we have to understand that God God is God is not playing. God's not playing like God would remove someone that's been been in ministry for years to use somebody that has a good heart, that has a good spirit, that says, you know what, God. I don't even know why why you would even call me, but I, I'm ready. But I'll pray. I, I'll I'll learn how to fast. I'll do I'll do what I got to do. And and God just looking for people that's just going to stand up. If you're not going to stand up, then then what's the point of fighting? I mean, how many times did the enemy have to remind you of your 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 failure? For you not to hold on to the victory that God has for you. Mm. Like the, the enemy gets always afraid of God's people, but then when when do we actually understand that? When do we actually get to that place where you know what? We don't have time to do this, that, and the third. Like you know, I'll, I'll share this with their Like I, I had somebody that I used to live with, and. <clears throat> He, he was a he was an ex roommate. Well, not now he's an ex roommate, but either way, like yo, know, I, I used to live, live, live with this young man. And uh, one time, for whatever he, he decides to say, "Hey, I, I don't mind killing black people. Mind you, this white guy. I, I just recently got my gun from it and everything like that. But needless to say, when he said that, I almost lost it." <laughs> And I have to really calm myself down because I have to remember the enemy would use anyone and anybody to take me out, out of my assignment. And when he did that, originally speaking, I stopped speaking to him for two weeks because I'm like, that that really hurt. And if I were that, then he would not be here. But after two weeks of after not speaking to him, I chose to go back and say, you know what? I forgive you. It hurt like heck, but I, I forgave you. Because I'm like, I'm not going to walk around here knowing that I have unforgiveness in my heart and mm-hmm. then try to turn around and pray. Uh-huh. That, that's not how it is. Like, no, no, no. If you have issues with your brethren, go back, repent, reconcile. And then come back to me and pray, and I will hear you. But we we don't we don't want to we don't want to act like that. We we don't want to do that. And sometimes we we put on so many acts that we don't actually stand up and be what God has called us to be. Because if God showed us the best version of agape love, but yet we choose not to show love, then what what are we? What exactly are filthy rags? God's not going to hear you. Can't go back and repent. If you can't go back and be like, God, look, I messed up right here. If you can't have the 
Karobosataya. That's right. It's all about how you 
and your God have relationship behind the scenes. That's it. So that's man. There God. Thank you. Uh, thank you, son. This is my son. One of my sons of thunder. <laughs> this is this is Prophet Richard, and he's absolutely right. And I'm gonna piggyback off of uh, what the man of God said a couple of days ago about pulling the weeds. And I thought that was good what he said. That Pastor Little John, I thought that was good what he said about you know if you let the weeds keep growing up, it chokes the life out the plant. He used the parable of his elephant ears. And I thought that was so on time because we know we can let the cares of this world choke out the life that God has for us because we don't want no one to remove or to see the weeds that we have around us. So we thank God for, for you, son. You always coming with that. Is there anybody else on there? Is Dr. Watson on by any chance? Dr. S.K. Watson. I thought he might have been on tonight, but we thank God for him. Now, this is another man we keep in prayer because he has a powerful ministry. He is a great teacher, auditor. He's, he's powerful, and we know that the enemy is just going to kind of come and mess with him, but we need to keep that man of God in prayer, too. Anybody else on here that want to say anything, I yield the floor. Come on. <laughs> well, if not, we're not gonna we're not gonna hold it because like I said I want to respect the people's time because of like I said kids going to school parents getting their kids ready for school working all this stuff so we're not gonna prolong the time I do truly believe God was pleased with the word that went forth on the night and I pray that it falls on good ground and that it take roots and and then hopefully it will grow into something that you can use throughout this time and in this season. So if there's not anything else to be said, uh, son, can I get you to dismiss? Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's no way. No so, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I'm going to thank you right now for everything that went forth, for every word that was spoken, for every changing thing that will casually go forth in, in, in the atmosphere to charge us with correctness, to charge us with conviction, to charge us with self-reflection. God, I thank you right now that you will charge us with the with the tenacity to look in the mirror. Look at ourselves. Look at ourselves in the word of God and find out our thoughts so that we can repent and get it right and, and get the power of prayer back into our lives, God. I thank you right now in the name of Jesus that you'll cover us from the crowns of our head to the soles of our feet. I thank you right now, God, that you will, you will pour back into your, into your apostolic vessel. Um, Apostles when the Lord Jesus for pouring out Lord Jesus. I thank you that you are you are just pouring out your, your anointing, God. Pour it out on her, Lord God. Hey, Lord, I'm not here. 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 Pour out your anointing, God. We fill her and we charge her with the things that you poured out, God. Thank you for her life. Thank you for her obedience. Thank you for her prayer life for God. I thank you right now for the word of God. I thank you right now, God, in the name of Jesus. That Lord Jesus, everyone here in the sound of my voice, God, that they 
you will cover us, protect us, and keep us. And Lord God, I thank you for um, I thank you for everyone that will actually go forth, that that is going to school, that is going to work. Lord God, give them capital grace and mercy. God, I thank you that you will actually show them and teach them and groom them inside your essence, Lord God, because the fight is not yet over. It's over when you say, "Well done." And so, God, I thank you, and I declare and decree these things to you. So, charge everyone that's traveling awareness those that are those that are traveling after long hours give them grace give them strength give them peace god in the mighty name of jesus i thank you for this and amen amen we thank you guys for coming on tonight we thank you for joining us on the Watchman teleconference we will be back on next thursday but until then you be blessed and we speak peace shalom over you and your household and we'll hear from you again next week Take care. Bye-bye.